0: And welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum.
1: And me, Alex. How's it going, guys?
0: The podcasting equivalent of finding yourself self-isolating with only your nan for company.
1: Or your mate that you do a podcast with. Oh, God. Could
0: you, we would, that would... We couldn't self-isolate would together. Would drive me up the wall with the way that you, you make the cups wall. of tea. The milkiest cups of tea what I've ever seen. It would do me. Yeah, yeah, I only, I only muddy the waters. I yeah. don't
1: put, I don't put loads of milk in. <laughs> I was in thinking, making that up.
0: I was thinking this the other day because obviously the NHS will get onto the whole. That by the way, there's a global pandemic at the moment. Every, oh, yeah. everyone's talking know? all about this. Um, but we'll get onto that in a minute. But we were having a conversation offline. Some of my colleagues. Obviously the NHS is absolutely chockers at the moment, but yeah. could you imagine if you're one of the idiots who's like making breakfast in the morning and you're like, oh, this is really, really great. I don't have the, you know, I don't have the coronavirus, everything's going great. You cut your avocado open, you slice your hand open, <laughs> and you go. Not only am I an idiot, but I'm also now a burden on the whole country and the dwindling supply that we have for medicines, doctors, healthcare. It's just, I was like, yeah, so personally, not only am I being super careful not to kind of come into contact with anything, wash your hands constantly three times a day, have the scaliest hands possible, but I'm also really careful, like I've never checked so often when I've crossed the road in my life because I just don't (laughs) want to be a burden on anyone. (laughs) Yeah, fair. (laughs) Um, i guess just up top i think it's important just for us to do the bit pay- no one's going to listen to us for advice no one's going to listen or care oh, no. about what we have to say but but
1: what i will say is you might find yourself wanting some new content to listen so, to exactly while you're, while so, you're self-isolating well, so i wonder what what people could listen
0: to exactly exactly <laughs> could or, it or possibly
1: do... be a hot new
0: podcast <laughs> We, we, I just want to say up top, obviously at the moment, everyone's. Um, everyone's doing their bit or, or trying to do their bit to to stop the spread of, of, of coronavirus, COVID-19, uh, if you want to be posh. Obviously, the people who are talking about it in a professional environment say COVID-19, but the man on the street is definitely coronavirus. Yeah. Or um, uh, what's, what's it? Oh, as the kids call it, Rona as well. So yeah. that's red and red. Or Miley Cyrus. Or it's, oh yeah, a bit of Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Oh, of Miley that's my, my favourite one. Is it? I'm, kind of, I'm no i'm no
1: cockney but i'll say
0: that <laughs> um, but i think it's just important just to, to stress the fact that just make sure wash your hands everyone make sure you're doing everything if you're touching your phone breeding grounds obviously yeah. um but yeah just just follow the advice of of uh, of what the government's saying etc and yeah. all these sort of things i think yeah. it's quite important and i'll tell you what beer not to drink what beer not to drink exactly? Corona. <laughs> well, you were getting a free toilet roll with every pack of Corona sold in some shops, so uh, absolutely. <laughs> maybe there is an incentive to. Ju- in fact, that's incentivizing binge drinking. That's the real problem in this whole thing. This whole thing has just been a massive marketing campaign for Corona because their sales were plummeting. So what Yeah, we the doing? CEO
1: of Corona is sitting <laughs> there <of> going, yes! <laughs> we'll,
0: just, we'll, just, uh, we'll just release a mass virus amongst the world. Uh, I think this is probably going to be a topic of conversation at the start of every single one of our podcasts, uh, like everyone else. Yeah. So we're going to try and just breeze past this updates and move on to more light-hearted conversations and stuff so that's all I'm going to say yeah. just follow the advice of the government wash your hands that's all we'll say and then we'll make a few jokes about okay, it okay. in the, the precepts right okay
1: so light-hearted conversations oh, okay. should, should we start with, uh, with a 400,000 man evacuation of a French beach in World War 2 <laughs> no
0: before we get on to that Alex we have our famous segment shit what I we see on the TV I thought that was <laughs> <Same way. laughs> yeah, I just I just wanted to say up top, uh, shit what we see in the tube, much like everything else has been cancelled at the pro- production yeah, night. Yeah, I've not
1: seen anything on the tube. The I'll tell you why, because <laughs> I'm not writing the tube. Not writing
0: the tube at the moment, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess just been seeing some funny memes. So replacing shit what we see on the tube with, what is your most favourite uh, Cronin? I know I said I wouldn't keep talking about it, but I'm talking about the memes. So the segment is now... What's your favourite meme you've seen from the global pandemic? It's got a ring to it, doesn't it? That, it does. That's that's the yeah. new segment, okay? You on a bus. On the, on the bus, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's your favourite meme from the global pandemic you've seen? Yeah. Do you, oh, do you have, have any up some, the top?
1: I have seen some crackers, but you didn't prepare me for this segment,
0: so I can't remember any of them. Okay, hang on. I'm going to let you pause because right. I've got two that I'm going to put in front of you. Okay, I've got the answer for mine. This was a video forwarded to me. I'm going to play the video on the on the podcast now. Let's so, see this so, so this was a video of somebody uh, using their Amazon um, their Amazon Echo device. So let's just uh, hit play here.
1: Alexa, put toilet roll on my shopping list.
2: You are fucking kidding me, right? You are going to have to wipe your ass with your hand for months due to the stockpiling fructose who bought 2,000 rolls to cope with all the wanking they are going to do whilst in self-isolation for two weeks. <laughs> Nothing
1: I can ever put forward on top of that. That is the best thing ever. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Mrs. C. No, oh,
0: that's genuinely hilarious. <laughs> I just love it. That's, that's so some funny. of the content. So come prepared next week. Right, so. Yeah, I pro- so- promise I'll come up with oh, a meme next time. Nice. Okay. Up top, we are a movie and music podcast. We look at our favourite and sometimes our least favourite movies. We've gone back to two classics this week, um, as I'm sure you've seen on the title that I've put up. But we look at the movies and the music that accompanies them. We discuss it, we talk about some fun facts about it, why we like it. Um, maybe why we don't like it. I, I try. I try. I don't know if you picked up on this or not, but I try Ooh. and always find a song that I didn't like for the movie and maybe explain why, for no other reason than just to have some sort of conversation about it. Because we are hooked yeah. up together. Yeah, I haven't noticed that. Have I mean, you never noticed no. that? Oh, okay. No, just, like the, that, really. just the that. The, the when I'm like, I like this song because it does this. Well, <laughs> very good. It progresses the plot. Okay. Okay. And it is yourself up first this week? Yeah, well, um, I kind of already
1: spoiled what I I was going to do this week, but it's Dunkirk. That Christopher Nolan classic. I would argue, actually, one of my favourite Christopher Nolan movies. Mm. Maybe even number one. Mm. I'm not sure. It might be. It's incredible. I actually watched it this afternoon before before coming uh, to record. Nice.
0: Incredible! So, I love this what well, How many times have you seen this film? This would actually be my third time. The third time. Third okay. Time. First time was actually great. It was in the uh, Leicester Square Odeon, okay. which was really really cool. And Interesting. Hardly,
1: and there was hardly
0: anyone there. So can I give you a fun fact about the Leicester Square Odeon and yeah. Dunkirk? So yeah. I was listening to a podcast where Quentin Tarantino was the host. I forget the name of the... Time. I'm sorry, I can't give a the plug. But basically, the point of Quentin Tarantino on the podcast was that he was saying that he believes that Dunkirk was his second favourite movie of this last decade, of the of Yeah, I think, I think I've seen that the interview. And he said that basically that... He initially watched it when it came out in the premieres. A lot of directors get invited to these sort of things, and obviously, you would imagine Tarantino and Nolan are pretty good chums or um, enjoy each other's work. And so, naturally, they've done roundtables together. Yeah, exactly. So, so they'll meet up and stuff, and naturally, he was invited. But the second time Tarantino saw this was in London, and he said that he wanted to do it because. It, obviously Dunkirk is set in in England and he's thought that it would be it would feel a little bit more patriotic almost to the English yeah sovereignty, and, and yeah. a little bit more sort of like the next level the next the next experience if you like obviously he's American and he said that it blew him away seeing it at that specific cinema yeah and uh, yeah it just just I can he, definitely relate to that because I've not been in
1: that cinema since the refurbishment I am quite keen to actually but before the refurbishment it really was set out like an... Un- a really old oh, okay. theatre all of the seats were super super old was it red uh, like velvet it was seats, red yeah. there was, was red velvet seats and lots of ornate classical kind of pillar work lovely Um, going on above the screen the screen was huge the uh-huh. screen was I'm sure it's still. Was, I'm was, sure it's still
0: huge. We were talking last week at hateful eight in the seventy mil. which yeah, The same well, yeah, cinema. It was the same, same, same cinema. cinema. So, so those, those are the only two
1: films that I've seen in that cinema. Oh really? Yeah, oh yeah. interesting. Yeah. How interesting.
0: Um, and yeah, and I guess just to bring back to a point I said before, Tarantino said this was his second favorite movie of the whole thing. I don't know what actually his first was. I can't remember. No, no I can't remember. But, that, but it no. wasn't. That's not important. We're not doing. The, we're it's not perfect. doing that one. But they, <laughs> exactly. But the point I wanted to make about this was that he said something similar to, I imagine, what you'll agree, you'll agree with, which was that this movie, unlike your typical Onion movie where you have, like, Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead, the sort of Edgar Wrights that are deliberately designed to notice jokes different times you watch it. Yeah. This is one of these movies that na- when you know the, the fact that of, of how the, the, the story takes place and yeah. how it's structured... Instantly gets better the second time you watch it. Oh, definitely. And then the third time you just completely the whole
1: that. form, the structural form mm-hmm. of the movie, is three separate stories taking place over three separate timelines. Or not, not timelines so much as spans of time. Mm-hmm. So one story follows a ground soldier. Mm-hmm
0: and that his story plays out over a week. Poor guy. He's just desperate to take a shit. The whole thing. When you watch it again, you just think, because that's how it starts. He just wants to go for a lovely Roger Dip. He wants a nice wee Donald Trump on the side of the beach. All right, he sees the French guy. And think about it, the rest of the film, he's holding that thing in. I think I...
1: I, do you know what I think, Callum? I think they are wrong about that. Because I think we didn't see a whole week on cinema. I think he
0: probably found nipped time. Away. I think he nipped away between takes and squeezed it out. I think that's, you're wrong about that. That's, that's where all the toilet paper's gone. That's all <laughs> oh those guys on the beach. Sorry, you were saying yeah. so, the ground soldier. So,
1: the ground soldier and his story takes place over a week. The story
0: of... Mark Rylance's character. Mark
1: character who is an English civilian Mm -hmm. who has his own boat and he volunteers to go over to Dunkirk and Mm -hmm. try and rescue as many men as he can. And Mm -hmm. his story takes place over the course of the day. Mm -hmm. And finally, we have a hotshot pilot Mm -hmm. by the name of Tom Hardy both the character his real name both the character and the actor oh ah,
0: he, he was the character was Tom Hardy yeah, yeah, as yeah. well yeah
1: and all his lines were Tom Hardy as well squadron leader Hardy Tom Hardy
0: Tom you appear to me don't tell me what to do Yeah. nice exactly speaking of voice cameos in this I don't know if you were going to cover this but uh not only was Tom Hardy flying officer Tom can I just finally say
1: that Tom Hardy's story takes place over an hour oh okay sorry that's the set of God. But
0: you know that you know that it wasn't just uh, Flying Officer Tom Hardy. There was Squadron Leader Michael Caine who was giving the orders over the the radio. Okay, time. no, so so yes, yeah, so that's Michael Caine who's talking over the radio and giving him the orders at the start. I did not spot that. Nah, it's it's a funny little. I self- did not. I mean, it doesn't
1: surprise me. I mean, um, Michael Caine's in a lot of. Um, yeah, Nolan, Nolan, Nolan films, <laughs> yeah, he's not, yeah. Nolan. He's, yeah, they're very, they're very good friends. Yeah,
0: we could talk about him a lot, but it's not him. No, so I'm, I'm. Nolan and, and Michael Keane's relationship is, is is very very close and to the point where when he had the Batman Begins script, he basically just rocked up at Michael Keane's house. Apparently, Michael Keane was in like his dressing gown or whatever with a cup of tea and and invited him in, had a paper copy of the script. Right. And he's going on to say that that was his favourite movie or the series of Batman. That was his most favourite work he's ever done in his career. Oh, great. So yeah, so those two are That's really, really good friends. That's really, really nice. I mean,
1: Chris Nolan does make some fantastic movies. Like, some of the shots, I think his camera work, because I think, obviously, it's the cinematographer that executes the shots and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know if... Nolan uses the same cinematographer for all his movies, mm-hmm. but th- there's definitely a style to it, like, yeah. a, like a visual style, like these wide lenses. And you, oh, you know that shot in Dunkirk where he's lying on the beach with his head in his hands and you see explosions coming, coming towards him. Coming and towards him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, towards him. And curiously, on my first kind of musical point, at that particular moment, there's not a huge amount going on musically. But it uses... Sound effects are very important in this movie and the sound effects of these like dull, thuddy explosions of sand exploding that are coming ever closer and closer and seeing that on screen is so effective and it so, makes you feel so tense mm-hmm. and I feel like tension is what the score of Dunkirk is really based on yeah I agree as well as well as the whole movie Mm -hmm. the whole movie start to finish Mm. is absolute non-stop absolute Mm -hmm. non-stop it starts as if you've already been watching it Mm. for for that's a great observation at some 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 kind of point of time yeah you you, you open and your ground soldier character I forget his name Mm. I think it's Tommy Hmm. Um. He's he's already in a French French town, escaping. You know, trying not to get shot mm. by Nazis, mm. and that's immediate. There's no setup, mm. and you don't even like see his face or hear him talk or anything. You just see him run away while he's getting shot at again with no music t- as setup, and it's like really powerful. You're just dropped right into it. Mm. Mm.
0: You know, yeah no I, I yeah I I'm just listening to what you're saying I'm I'm thinking of it in my head I haven't seen it in about a week or so but I'm I'm very familiar with how that that, that sort of start sequence um, plays out the opening sequence plays out and it and it is it it's quite it sets the pace but the thing that always hits me with that start sequence is the I guess the end of that prologue where he reaches the beach yeah. and the camera almost widens out to see the the, the all the evacuees there on the beach. Yeah. And I think at that point, so maybe if you were a little unsure as to what's happening up until that point, that point ties it all together. Yeah. But I really like what you said there. I, I never considered that, that the way that this movie starts, it's as if you've already been watching it for a while. Yeah. I like that because I totally know what you mean. Yeah. I totally know what you mean. Yeah, it's like... You know, World
1: War Two was this massive, massive conflict. The story of Dunkirk is one that we all grew up with as Brits, but you wouldn't necessarily know that story if you grew up in Russia or Poland. Mm. If you're if you're descended from like Eastern Front mm, mm. things like that, because they have their own stories. They have the siege of Stalingrad, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they have,
0: and it just so. I think ran out of steam there, didn't you? Yeah, it did. <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like down Christopher Nolan uh, did really well. I feel like what uh, Christopher
1: Nolan did really well was really just encapsulate this film as a snapshot. Yes. Of yes. this huge yes. conflict, it wasn't. It wasn't a three-act narrative story with a beginning, a middle, and an end. Mm. The whole thing was just one. Snapshot and one story mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. this huge conflict, mm. which was such a unique perspective. Because you know you have your other classic war movies that came before this, like uh, Saving Private, Private Ryan, absolutely. And you know you, you automatically Run out of think, steam there anymore. You automatically think of that movie because you know the imagery, like you know. Uh, allies on a French beach a French beach it's, yeah it's exactly. the other it's, exactly. the, it's, you know, it's the other way around it's the
0: final invasion that eventually wins them the war completely yeah but it's the like the patches are the prequel. still there it's like almost like a prequel piece to that Saving Private kind Ryan kind of yeah, yeah but
1: you're way more you're way more personally invested in the Saving Private Ryan characters because they do a whole load of stuff about you know, yeah. family members of and course, characters and stories and stuff like that but Dunkirk is all about Dunkirk mm. and the conflict about four hundred thousand men on Jesus. a beach, surrounded on all fronts by Nazi. And one of the one of the first shots you get again when the main character is in this French village, Dunkirk, is <laughs> there's these flyers, there's these flyers, <laughs> yeah, that are raining yeah, down. Right? I remember this because story. the Nazis tried to frighten them, right? Mm-hmm. So they sent in all these leaflets saying, "We we surround you." And they, they showed the plot of land where This is you, yes. this tiny corner And this is us in red Just completely
0: surrounding you You are fucked <laughs> Fam- Pamphlets are an odd tactic We don't see the pamphlets anymore, do you? Well, what were they going to do? Send a tweet out? No, <laughs> normal, <laughs> exactly Just so you know, you send a meme a funny, a funny meme of something being surrounded by us. Maybe like that hamster that's being caught, in a kind of, wow, you know, with, yeah. its, with its mouth open. One of those. Yeah. Post a hundred of those out and be like, this you, lol, yeah. Nazis. <laughs> that's what oh, they God. should have done. Send that out. Yeah, that's what they should have done. <laughs> you, send, you send a memo back in time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess we are probably not doing the job that we set out to do, because we want to talk a little bit about why you chose this movie to do as, a, as a, uh, a project this week because you don't like Hans Zimmer. Ha! Yeah, and got me. now you like Hans Zimmer. Mm. Is this black and white? Is that Alex? Hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's, no a, there's no shades of grey. There are it. shades of grey. Okay, so, let's talk about Han, Hans Zimmer uh-huh. and his job that okay. he's done in
1: this. I love this score. I absolutely adore it. And you know what? I still don't like Hans Zimmer, his style of composing, but what he does is very, very different to what someone like John Williams does. I thought this would be, I thought this would be a podcast where I didn't mention John Williams, but it's never going to happen. It's, not gonna happen. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Cool. But I want to talk about what I do like about Hans Zimmer, and he does this in this movie so well in that he perfectly gets a tone he perfectly gets a mood and he perfectly builds tension mm. which is this what this movie is all mm. about and one of the ways he does this one of the underlying things throughout this whole movie is a ticking clock you must have noticed the ticking now
0: ticking clock this was nolan's clock wasn't it yeah
1: it was his personal it was like clock. a it was a an actual recording of his like wristwatch or something like that I think it was his, I think it was a, it was a pocket watch oh it was that a, a pocket, pocket watch yeah yeah and you know if you've got a really intense ticking in your ear that's stressful as mm. hell that like that really is because it just it just keeps everything driving mm. the thing about a ticking is it ne- it's relentless yeah unless it's unless it, the battery is dying it will never slow down Mm. it will it will never slow down but it will never speed up either Mm -hmm. it will stay completely constant Mm. there's something really unnerving about Mm. something that's that constant now it's worth mentioning that it's not an actual recording of the watch throughout the whole thing other times he uses instruments of the orchestra and synthesizers and other things in that same pulse and that same rhythm mm. to execute the same feeling, but that pulse
0: is there throughout the whole movie. I think that I think the greatest example of that is the first track, the mole. When you have the mole, obviously being the the, the large jetty that, that reaches out from the beach, where they've yep. got the, the cues of the cues of certain. Um, People who are trying to be evacuated, soldiers being evacuated, yeah. and you can hear the ticking. Clock is that what the, name the, the mole is referenced to? Yes, yes. So so I thought
1: I thought that was reference to the character that we're following because he's like a mole trying oh, to get it, uh, find a find uh, a
0: way home. Like, I don't think so. I, was I thought to the. Jump. I thought the well. I mean, I could be completely wrong. I'm sure someone's screaming at me and saying I'm wrong. I thought the mole was referenced to that jetty. But I could be completely wrong. I mean, I don't I mean really. that would that would make sense what you're what you're saying. Well, it's just because it's great, obviously, it? obviously, it that, obviously that
1: that appears only in like the start of his story. Mm.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. But oh, yeah. Okay. But anyway. But regardless, <laughs> the piece of music called the mole, and yeah, yeah. it uses the, the ticking clock as, as what you what you're yeah. saying there. Um, something that I t- I tasked you a little bit of, of homework for this because something that I. New took place in this score and soundtrack so I guess to give you a little bit of backfill I'm a big fan of Hans Zimmer I, I think he's really really great I think uh there's there's specific pieces of music whilst he doesn't do the whole motif narrative that John Williams does he brings in maybe a little bit different I I've noticed that he'll put music for situations or scenes and also I think some of the scores that he does kind of are more of songs than scores i'm thinking of like time for example at the end of inception another clock ticking yeah, you know, yeah. Theme. i think time is just one of the most beautiful pieces of music and it fits that scene at the end of inception so well where it's kind of it's it's kind of like an exhausting piece of music and and i i think for that i mean that alone i just think it's a beautiful beautiful song it is but you obviously there's the downsides of maybe some of the stuff he does to some of the big or constant brass and a big constant Yeah, I mean which... it's, it's
1: so it's so easy to dismiss Hans Zimmer and I am I have been one of those mm. people to dismiss Hans Zimmer as saying the biggest thing he did for Hollywood film scoring is turn the bass up to 11 Yeah, but, <laughs> exactly. Yeah yeah. And, I'm not a hundred percent wrong about that, but it is an oversimplification <laughs> of what he does. Like it, he is, he is an extremely clever musician, and he so... is an, a master of what he does. Mm. Mm.
0: He's defined it's, just, own, it's just not my preferred so, method of delivery. So then I'll bring it on to the whole cleverness piece. So your homework was to look into a, a, a technique that he used. So it's kind of all the little psychological techniques. We've talked about the ticking yeah. clock. But the second psychological technique was the sort of the constantly raising of the notes and the, the instruments that are playing. Yeah. But did you read the articles that I sent I read, you? I read the articles. Can I, you, I, I don't, decided. I, don't, I kind of understand what it means. And I've got an example of where it's used Somewhere else, outside of the film Dunkirk. Well, it's it's
1: used throughout Dunkirk. It's one of the other constants of, constants of the movie again to build tension. But I was reading this article.
0: Can you can you tell me the concept? What was the what was the call? The I can't remember what it was actually called. But basically, the concept of how it, how it does, and this is the I'm trying to be a layman speaking it. But if you can imagine, you're holding a note. Um, you've got a series of instruments you're holding a note on a violin and it's slowly building up in semitones and you go doo, 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 doo. As, and so that's, as, that's building up a rising up, scale a rising scale and then underneath you've got other instruments that are slowly coming in from really really low and they're picking up um, maybe there's a gap of a, of a certain amount of notes that are picking it up, and what the, the shepherd scale, the shepherd is that what it's called? Yeah. Here? So basically, what's what's happening is that it's constantly building and building, and and to the to to, to someone who doesn't know what they're listening to, like myself for example, yeah. it sounds like the, it's just getting higher and higher and higher with with no actual with yeah. no actual stopping. You know, like the E.T. Yeah. soundtrack. Yeah, <laughs> <where it's laughs> the E.T. soundtrack actually does it. That yeah, yeah. this is using a so really it's clever melodic
1: where it, as opposed to. You know, kind of covert Mm. audio psychology type thing, and I can I can give you a real world example of how this is used because the shep the Shepard scale is basically using this concept so that you don't ever hear where the notes go back down. It just seems to be rising Mm. like an escalator, almost rising, yeah, Yeah. like exponentially, exponentially, and obviously it can't actually do that Mm -hmm. because we in human hearing have a lowest and highest frequency that we can actually hear. Mm. And then after that it just goes to dogs and yeah. bats, and bats. And <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so obviously we know it's not actually rising exponentially, but we can't perceive
0: where it's right. changing. So it's, it's kind of like a, a, a like a an audio version of um of a visual illusion of some sort. You exactly. know like can you see the old woman or the cr- or the, the old hag sort of thing. Absolutely. You don't, you can your your brain can't decipher. I love that. I love yeah. things like but that. But
1: I can give you a real world example
0: of like how that
1: works and it's when you're a guitarist yeah unfortunately yeah <laughs> not good though No. if you played don't, don't, you, I, don't ask me a question I'm no no no, no, to no, this. no no I'm not I'm, I'm not telling you either. I'm not gonna I'm not okay. gonna ask, ask you a question but if you played an E oh. above <laughs> I don't know how to do that okay no.
0: I think I do okay. All right. e. You know the bottom string of the guitar Yeah, is the that one, one. Yeah.
1: In the bottom and top strings of nice. the guitars an E okay. So we're talking Education. about Education We're talking about the bottom string Nice, okay The next E up from that Right Okay That's really is high on, Is on the D string Right, Right. And it's okay. the second fret mm-hmm.
0: On the D string Sure, okay it? Uh, yeah Yeah I think so I think so I don't know Or
1: the seventh fret of the A string Obviously, obviously, obviously. Okay, So either of those two notes, you're looking at me like, yeah,
0: no, no, I'm not. Right. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. You're, you're humouring me. You're yeah, turning yeah, me yeah. like an okay. equal, and I appreciate this. Okay,
1: now, if you played either one of those notes, mm-hmm. like really quite strongly and quite loudly,
0: provided the guitar's in tune, what you would notice is. Often that, not the case with me, but okay, we'll keep yeah. going. I sometimes I have to fix it for you, you but do, no, yeah.
1: If
0: you. If they were re-
1: really in tune, what you would notice is the bottom E string would start vibrating right on its own. Okay, like it wouldn't—you wouldn't have to play it for the bottom note to start vibrating. Mm-hmm. And so, the the smaller concept of the shepherd scale is the shepherd tone, where basically you play lots of different octaves of the same note oh, at exactly the I same see. time. I see. I see. We're
0: talking like. A Seven or eight different. Octaves. So when I said a couple of notes apart, it is literally all eight notes apart. It is when it goes up. Well, that's
1: the shepherd tone. That's not exactly what Zimmer used. Okay. But the shepherd tone, using all of those different octaves, the ear can't perceive which octave is supposed to be the focal point in the in the foreground. Because there's always yeah. going to be a focal point. Mm. The ear is always going to go into the middle of. The upper and lower octaves, but you won't be able to tell exactly which one. Mm -hmm. And there will always be a definite focal point, Mm -hmm. but you'll never know which one it is. And he basically uses that within scales and melodies so that you get this huge, huge sound. And you don't really know if it's a high melody, if it's a low
0: melody. It's like somewhere in between... It's just—it's really cool. That's really cool. It's really interesting. Really, it. really it cool. It. Amazing. I mean, so my example was nowhere near as eloquent as that. My example was this gets used in the Mario uh, soundtrack. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> when he's in the the air piece, when they're doing the sort of floating in the air piece, they use it for their 18-bit sound. Uh, you know, yeah. I, they they use. It for okay. That sort of, oh, I, quite, know, yeah, I think I know it. I think I know what they you're mean. use it. I play. I play it. Yeah. I play it. Yeah. But it's really yeah. Yeah. amazing. Amazing piece. Um, Yeah, I love the psychology behind that. I think I've taken a bit of time to look into films, now that we obviously do this podcast... I've taken a bit of time to try and find films that fill the gap of not just have a soundtrack or a score, but cleverly use the music. And yeah. there's a couple of examples. There was a French film I was, I was going to task you to see, but I was like, no one's going to watch this fucking film. No one's seen this yeah. film. But it, they, they, it was a film that basically they, they had um, sort of psychologists and scientists come in to analyse it. it yeah. In the same way, like an example is Paranormal Activity, where when you watch Paranormal Activity, there's a high-pitched score. Like, uh, noise in the background. Yeah. This French film does the same thing, but with low, audible, ooh, like, below, just, just. So some audience members can hear it, some can't, and it, it yeah. builds dread and builds tension. Yeah, yeah. That kind of, we're not using it to make a, like, to put a sound or a soundtrack or a, or a song, but we're going to use the, the fact that we can embed sound into a, a visual experience and make it, you know build dread and tension and this is it's just a brilliant example of this i mean dunkirk's a perfect
1: example of this and to finish on his use of the shepherd scale the true genius of his use of the shepherd scale and he's used the shepherd scale in almost all of his movies he's really obsessed with his context and it it happens in the dark Knight trilogy happens in inception it definitely happens in interstellar does mean, it anybody, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, I let's think about a soundtrack a lot. space and stuff like that. I think it might be a bit more subtle, but in Dunkirk, obviously, we've got three different stories that mm-hmm. happen mm-hmm. over three different time lengths, right? In each of those examples, Zimmer composed a different variation of... A scalic melody, mm. and it and they are always ones that have different rhythms. It's like a couple of crotches and some, and some quavers. Like they have rhythmic value. It's not just ever rising notes. Okay, right. It is actually a proper tune. I couldn't sing you any of them because they're still quite subtle. Mm. Okay, and also because I didn't take the time <laughs> to research it properly. There it is, everyone. <laughs> but I, it's definitely there. It's definitely there, right? Right? yeah. And it's three different melodies all played in rising shepherd tones and shepherd scales, right? Mm -hmm. Depending on who we're following at that time. Oh, wow. And what's really clever is what Nolan constructed was, at the beginning of the film, you follow each story over quite a large chunk. Mm -hmm. And then as the movie progresses, the chunks get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller Mm. until at the end of the movie, you're almost cutting between stories every... Almost every shot. Yeah, you are, you are, Yeah. Almost every shot until, like, the epilogue where, you know, you're finally able to breathe. Mm. And Zimmer does this as well. At the beginning of the film, his shepherd scale is quite elongated. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it gets smaller and smaller and smaller and tenser and tenser and tenser the further you get into the movie. Yeah. Which... I mean, that's brilliant. Yeah, right?
0: yeah. I, 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 I didn't know that. And I, I genuinely will need to go back and listen to that to again. So what you're saying is Hans Zimmer has done one better than John Williams by not only giving each character a motif, but he's given them a shepherd scale motif. Wow, that's ama- Isn't Hans Zimmer just better than John Williams? That's amazing. That's, that's, that's really good. Well, that's a really good point that Alex is making. <laughs> okay, he's over there thinking, isn't that... this? Oh, wow. Education. Going through the motions.
1: Let's talk about something else I quite like about
0: Don. <laughs> I, I literally have no response to that. I'm not gonna get. I'm not. Gonna oh, get, hang on. I, I broke the mic when I clapped there. Is that I'm still going it. back? Hang on. I'm gonna just turn this back on again. Okay, we're back. Okay, we're back. Sorry, I'm not gonna. I don't don't clap loudly no. in joyous applause okay. joyous when you prove when you prove your co-host wrong. That's a, that a new wrong.
1: Look, do you know what? <laughs> I love how I've been so open and honest about how even though I don't like Hans Zimmer I'm a bad winner I like a lot of his his work, you still feel the need to go I'm right and you're
0: you're wrong and the things that I like are better than the things that you like It's that, it's that, it's that the things that I like are winning and the things that I don't like are, I love that And I'm sitting here going, do you know what, I, I I go to movies and I'm
1: and I'm, and I'm proven wrong by things. And I, that for me shows personal growth. But actually, no, that's not enough. I need my good friend Calvin to tell me I'm wrong and laugh in my face. That's what I need in life. I'm glad you're here for me. Okay, so keep going. You were, you were, you were doing all your report. <laughs> so, one of the last pieces of music on, on the soundtrack. Yes. I have to talk about this. Oh. Because the way the, the majority of this movie makes you feel is dread and tension. However, there are moments of heroism and Option. national pride mm. and optimism, mm-hmm. and because it was an amazing feat, uh, incredible.
0: Like, absolutely like, incredible.
1: Out of four hundred thousand troops trapped on the beach, I think they rescued over 300, three hundred, over three hundred thousand. Amazing! The street, and then they came back to get the French ones as well. Amazing! Amazing! Like, it's an incredible story. And there's a piece of music that kind of personifies British patriotism. Yes. And that's the Nimrod from Edward Elgar's mm-hmm. Enigma Variations. Okay. Which, a little bit of classical background, these were not written as pieces of British patriotism. He's, he has done that before. For example, mm-hmm. the Pomp and Circumstance. Marches, which okay. American listeners will know more colloquially as the graduation song. Okay, okay, so that was Elgar that wrote yeah. that. Yeah, oh, I have no idea why they have that as their graduation song in every high school and every university nice. in America, but they do. Yeah, and that's not for me to question. Fair. But uh, Nimrod was actually like a code word for he. He wrote these variations for important people of his life, ex-loves, one of his one of his childhood dogs. Some of his best friends. Nimrod was uh, was one of his best friends. I don't oh. know his, what his real name was, and I'm not I'm, I'm is not Is it an sure anagram? Nimrod. It's not an anagram of Nim- Nimrod. But uh, oh, where is it going? No, don't. <laughs> There's no need.
0: Nim I N I M R O D. Yeah. Okay, keep oh, no. talking. I'm A- listening. I can no, hear you. In the I can actually, I
1: can I can, can fast track this process. It says, "I am Lord Voldemort." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna work this out. <laughs> no, it's not an anagram, but the, the piece is actually more joyous than it is, like melancholy, mm-hmm. right? But it's been it's been turned into this grand piece of British patriotism where we feel like really
0: proud oh, when God, we hear it,
1: and. And, and even, I'm sorry, just to interject, yeah, please just do, to interject please even do. though that
0: we, I think there's a whole thing of it's Scottish and English and independence and all that stuff, regardless of where you stand on this thing, like, I, personally, I think this is a very proud English tune, I wouldn't say a UK tune, but I guess just because of um, the people that I've come into contact who listen to this are all English and they say, doesn't it just make you proud? And I'm like, well, I guess it makes you proud. I personally hadn't listened to this one growing up. Yeah. But I have a slightly different perspective since I've grown up with classical music, I reckon. Oh, okay, interesting, okay. Um, because
1: I do feel quite proud when I when I feel this. I, I'm the first person to say that like I feel Scottish first, uh-huh. almost, yeah. and British yes. second, yes. but yes. I, still, yes. I still feel quite proud to be British and especially like looking back on British history and and World War II is a great example of that you always look back on periods like that as being quite proud to be British mm-hmm. and Elgar kind of really encapsulates that you are right when you say it's kind of a bit more English yeah
0: just, I, but it doesn't mean it's not British it's that kind of like English rolling countryside sort of thing and the, and the stiff upper a lip lot, and the, a lot the British of his writing a know. lot of his right. Have you seen a picture about Edward Elgar? No. Mental tash. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely stellar. And is... was, it, was he, So I've, I also, just whilst you're chatting away there, I've managed to crack another enigma, which was I, I've worked out his friend was actually called Mordin. Yeah. You're, you're, you're right. Oh, Mordin. Mordin. I've, see what I've done there? Now, I've only had six letters to play with, but in the same way that I do every time I play Countdown, I've used the M twice. Yeah, so we have Nordin. I knew that the first and/or last M was actually supposed to be an N. Nordim. 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 Is it Nordim or Mordin? Well, I think Mordin's actually a word. Oh, we'll do it. We've bloody done I it. Don't know. It's pretty, <laughs> there we go. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, moving on from Nimrod, because obviously, Nim, so for me, Nimrod is the, yeah. the, the aircraft, is the Nimrod as well, which is yeah. another thing. So, moving on from Nimrod. It's not called Nimrod that he uses. It's Variation Fifteen. Am yeah. I right in
1: calling it there? Yeah, that's because there's fourteen variations in the Enigma variations, the original Elgar composition. Oh, and, that's really interesting. Yeah, and all of those variations are, as titled, variations on one tune. Okay. Right. Okay. That, but played in amazingly different ways. I highly recommend you go and listen to. The entire work. It's really not that long to listen to, it's like okay. thirty minutes. Okay. And you would be amazed how many different ways you can play one tune. Really, okay. Because it really is just one melody. It doesn't the actual melody doesn't change throughout mm. all the variations, but the underlying orchestrations and the speeds and things change dramatically. And it's really an example of what you can do with a symphony orchestra. But the fifteenth variation was really stretched out in in Dunkirk to make it really,
0: really slow and really really grand. Kind of, kind of mimicking the timeline almost of of the, the sort of the, the fact that you've got the stretched out week long timeline, day yeah. and an hour. And yeah. then it's it's obviously for me when I think back to this ending, I listen to the Variation 15 piece is it is so, so beautiful. Yeah. But there is there is a point that it's it's like the climax is when he's the, the landing gear on the Spitfire is disabled. He's been gliding along the beach, that beautiful yes, shot of, of it. Of it the, oh. This Mark IV, uh, I think it's a Supermarine, just just gliding across the beach. He knows that he's done. He knows he's going to a prisoner of war camp. And yeah, Flight Lieutenant Tom Hardy basically cannot drop the landing gear, but he has to use a manual override, yeah, yeah. which is common in all aircraft. Pumps, yeah. pumps, 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 pumps. Now, I guess just like to, to back in from an engineering perspective, if that didn't get all the way down, what happens is it's engaged to a point where it clicks into place. Yeah. So if he had got landed a second before that, that would have snapped back up into the aircraft and it would have belly landed and it would have looked absolutely horrendous. So that's why just that sequence, just it builds and builds and builds. And then just as it clicks, it... It touches, c- it touches down. beautifully kisses the sand. Yeah. And it just... Doo, doo, doo. Well, cure. Well curiously
1: that's when the musical resolve happens. Ex-
0: oh yeah, that's resolve. What it is. That's what resolve it is.
1: is where it is because until that point you've got kind of endless machinations of the general harmony of Nimrod because I love that word. Because I I always felt that Nimrod was there throughout the whole movie. Anytime there was a moment of heroism, I and I, I'm, I ha- hand up i definitely felt this my first my first viewing this was something that i noticed almost immediately interesting was i i heard these chords in such a way that I was like that sounds like nimrod and you know british british world war ii story i was like you know it might be nimrod you know it's it's something that would fit the fit the bill and as the movie progressed You got more and more of the harmonies in a more condensed fashion until you don't hear the actual Nimrod in its full glory until when Tommy's reading Churchill's speech in the newspaper, which is one of the most famous military speeches. Globally of, yes, all time. of all time, and definitely a staple of like British identity. Mm. Is Churchill giving the mm. fight on the beaches mm. speech, mm. so it goes full flower in that bit. And then the resolve is when Tom Hardy lands lands the yes, aircraft,
0: absolutely. And it's beautiful, it's so beautifully done. It's something else that happens at the end. There's a beautiful piece of dialogue with uh, Harry Styles' character, and, and obviously, the the boy never shat who's on the train at the end when, yeah. they're, when they're having their jam sandwiches and their tea, and, and the, obviously people are putting fires to the door, and, and you see the old blind man when he get there, and he's going, well done, well done, well done, and Harry Stel goes goes up to him and he goes, um, what are you saying, well done for? All we did was make it home. Yeah. And do you know what the man said? He goes, oh, that's enough. That is enough. Oh, I, that, that, it gives me shivers. I love that. Yeah. Just the, just the, the don't, oh, that's all we needed. That's yeah. all we expected of you. That, no, that's, absolutely, that, absolutely. Oh and Ken, goodness.
1: Kenneth Branagh's character said this and, uh, as well. It's like, you know, one of the army guys was like, where are the destroyers? Why aren't, why aren't they here? And he's like, well, they're saving them for the next battle.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, this isn't the end. No. And again, as a to bring it full circle, as I was talking about this movie being like a snapshot in time where we started, even though there was a great ending... And a really satisfying ending to this movie. You still felt, well, the war's not over.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred like percent. You were just like, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Like, okay, thanks for that little snapshot. And you've but got there's that. so much more. And then, and you've got that image of the burning spitfire, like the, the 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 phoenix coming from the ashes. You know when he's just standing it's on great the beach, it? it's just such beautiful. Did they burn an actual spitfire? I don't know. There's well, there's a hundred million frames, so there's oh, a yeah, hundred sure. million frames of it. Won't be a real spitfire, but it could have probably been a frame. It yeah, yeah. Have been some sort of I don't know. Like, I was gonna say because it's not like trashing an
1: Aston. No, movie, is no, it? No, <laughs> no, 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 it's not that.
0: Um, I, could, yeah, I mean Great That's about all I've got for I Don love Kirk. that I love talking about This movie with you, God, you I have... loved watching it Yeah Yeah it's it's always a delight Again like I know it's a good movie I know it's a really Maddie She said this was one This movie blew her away Yeah And it, everyone that, that Comes across this, this movie I've met Has, has, has blown them away I think, it's a, I think it's I
1: think it's Definitely a landmark In the genre mm. I don't think 1917 would have existed Without Dunkirk. Oh wow! Oh, you're probably right, actually. I don't think it would. You're probably right. Because I think 1917, uh, not constructed in the same way no. by any by any sense. Or different same war. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> but uh, definitely with that feeling of one single battle mm. snapshot, mm. snapshot, a, yes, snapshot yes. in a larger conflict, which I actually I think is a very important point to make in war movies, and I think we'll be seeing that a lot more, a lot more in war movies to come. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up. <laughs> Oh, two. Two thumbs up. Easy. Banging. Banging. Easy two thumbs up. Yeah. Nice. Go watch it. Listen to some Elgar. It's lush. (laughs) Just do it.
0: it's my turn right now I was not allowed to do the movie that I was wanting to do this week and I'm saving it for next week, okay. so it's a surprise, because it's very, very untasteful. and it's Because uh, um, my link from Snatch last week was the same composer, and if you were listening carefully, you might know what the film was. But we'll wait that for another week, because I'm okay. going to bring in a different movie that I was kind of, I guess, saving in the background. I've been, I watch it now and again, because I think it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. We obviously yeah. did Airplane last week. Yeah. It's just, just, just uh, a completely different style of humour, I'm sure you would yeah. say. yeah. Uh, Alex, what movie am I going to be reviewing today? The South Park movie, <laughs> bigger, longer, and, and uncut. uncut. I love it. We're so mature
1: on this podcast. <laughs> now, let I, it I... never be said that you can't dissect Dunkirk and the South Park movie in the same
0: episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it, baby. We're doing it. we're doing it. Strap on. I mean, in. <laughs> Okay, so as I've said, I'm going to be doing uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone's yep. absolute 1999 classic, The South Park Movie. Just bringing us into the gutter. Exactly. <laughs> so this is just an absolutely incredible crime movie and I want to take the time to talk through some of the songs. I've got some fun facts. Um, I want to talk to you some of the highlights of this film. I won't get too much into the plot because the plot is... It's nonsense. It's absolutely nonsense. But the music in it, I'm sure you will agree, is genius. It is
1: genius level satire. Yes. Of everything,
0: of subject, of genre, mm-hmm. of everything. And, I'm and gonna, I love it. I'm going to start with telling you that actually one of the songs, and here's a quiz for you. One of the songs was nominated for an Oscar. Can you tell me what song was nominated for was the Oscar? nominated for an Oscar? I think it's got to
1: be the mashup one. I can't remember what it's. La called. Resistance. Yeah, La
0: Resistance. Yeah. Isn't it that one? It's. It's not. No, oh, it's okay. not. We'll Climb get another to... yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, one more. go. Yeah. Um... I'll give you one clue. It's not. Have you ever fret? Have you ever met my friend Kyle's mum? She's the biggest bitch in the whole world. It wasn't that It's not that, fun. Fun. It's not <laughs> that Oh my God, that was Because we'll we'll you know
1: what, the Oscars, they play songs that are nominated. Yes. You imagine yes. if somebody did that on stage? Yes,
0: well, they d- I think they did do this on stage. Is it up there? Is it Satan's Song? No, it's not. It's, it's, it's not. Song. It's not Satan's Song up there. Our, the,
1: the one song... If you've in- not seen this movie, I bet you didn't expect me to say <laughs> Satan's Song. If you've not seen this
0: movie, this is going to be the most well, rambling... No,
1: no, no, right, this is going to be great, because... Is it Satan's song? No. No. Is it Saddam Hussein's song? No,
0: it's not Saddam Hussein's song. It's not what would Brian Botana do? Isn't what would Brian Botana do?
1: It's not the opening.
0: No, it's not because I love that song. I love love that that song.
1: I love love all the songs. There's British. I love all the songs. Would you have
0: thought that the first musical that we uh, that we they did a report on in this podcast would be this one?
1: No, I would have thought it'd be Singing in the Rain. (laughs) Oh shit!
0: You knob. (laughs) I forgot about that. Am I a joke to you? <laughs> I'll put you out your misery. The song Blame Canada was nominated for the Academy Blame Award. Blame Canada was? Yep. It was nominated for the Academy Award for I best, best, best one. original song. But it lost to another song that year that was released in a 1999 animated movie. Can you tell me what song? What? An- 1999 animated, animated movie. movie. It's a great bitch. Isn't this just great radio, great podcasting, two of us quizzing each other? Yeah. See, at home, you can have a guess.
1: Yeah. Well, isn't that what
0: radio quizzes are? Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> buzz in if you know the answer. Okay, really so uh, I'll give you. A, <sighs> I'll give you a clue. Should I tell you the, th- yeah. the film? Yeah, get not. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. The film was oh, Tarzan. Ah, uh, so Phil Collins. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, seriously, was that movie ninety nine? Ninety nine. Yeah, oh, I could have sworn that was early nineties. Yeah. Oh. Um... Uh you'll be in my heart absolutely yeah, you'll be in my heart yes you better. now would well, you I'll like better, would yeah.
0: you like to take the cash or would you like to gamble <laughs> <laughs> so basically yeah you'll be in my heart and we'll, again that's another film that we'll get to where I love the meme of Phil Collins didn't have to go to 10 for this, the Tarzan soundtrack but he did and we're all thankful for it yeah <laughs> we'll but yeah basically lost to uh, you'll be in my heart in return Trey Parker and Matt Story. to be fair
1: that's, that's right
0: That's a good decision. Uh, But in return, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone ridiculed Collins in the fourth season of South Park. I mean, of course they did. Um, So Trey Parker and composer Mark Shaman, so Shaman was the guy who, Mark Shaman was the one who was the composer for the film, received the Best Original Song Oscar nomination for Blame Canada at the 2000 Oscar ceremony. Parker and South Park co-creator Matt Stone notoriously appeared in drag wearing dresses made of famous... Um, made famous at previous Oscar ceremonies by J. Lo, Gwyneth Paltrow, while Shaman accompanied, <laughs> accompanied the boys in a furry blue and great pimp suit. Amazing. So, Can I ruin Mark Shaman for you? Okay, I know. It, it, is it Returns to Pop, Mary Poppins? Oh yeah, I was going to say he did your purgatory. My <laughs> <By> purgatory. <laughs> I know, I know. It was, I looked him up. So he was right. obviously famously did uh, that. That's a great score. Is it really good, is oh, it?
1: Oh, it's so good. Amazing. Perfectly... He 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 like just perfectly encapsulates like golden age Hollywood and that it's brilliant. I'm not against that moot, right? Thing, but if
0: we haven't told this story before, we'll tell it now. Alex and I went to see a film a in New concert. Hope. Was it a New Hope? Yeah, we went yeah. to see a New Hope, but we arrived a little bit early. And in order for Disney to meet their marketing requirements for yet another performance they decided that they would put the trailer for the upcoming movie, what was it? Mary Poppins, Poppins Returns. Mary Poppins Returns on the screen. Um, but they did it once, and I went, oh, I didn't know they were making that. Oh, that's interesting. You went, yeah, 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 it's really good. Mark Shaman's the composer. Oh, really interesting. They did, did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> would you like another beer, Callum? Because I you always buy the beers, and it's mum and mine. Yeah, just as long as it's not Corona. <laughs> <laughs> my Corona. Uh, and then the, set, the funny thing happened, that... Came on again. Yeah. Oh, there we go. That's very good. Yeah, I'm sure, we've seen this before. Happened a third time. Listeners, I'll put you out of your misery. It was an endless loop. <laughs> it just, for half an hour, we sat there and watched yeah, the Merry trailer like in half the Royal Albert Hall. Your eye was twitching. I, I, I actually, I think I got up and left for a bit and came back in. You didn't Nothing either. lasts forever. Like it burned into my like my mind that yeah. song. Not even seen the film yet. Probably yeah. should see the film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love PTSD. you you think
1: that Disney had more to? more to plug
0: <laughs> exactly like, it's from not the- like they own, any- own anything <laughs> <laughs> so South Park Bigger Longer Than Uncut took six months for the entire production of the whole film so wow. that puts it into perspective how quickly they yeah. turned this thing around and how quickly they got this out there um, I'm going to move on to actually talking about the songs and the first song that appears is the uh, the mountain town uh, song that, that basically at at, yeah. at the start. So yeah, Mountain <laughs> Town was was the first one that was obviously Trey Parker um doing the voice of some of the kids in that a, a, an amazing song that kind of introduces. It's kind of got the um it's like the kind of the morning opens. What what musical is this taking the piss out of like this kind of like Oklahoma? Is it Oklahoma? Because obviously Oklahoma. Oklahoma is the they take the piss out of Oklahoma in one of the other songs, which is Uncle Fucker when they actually spell out Uncle Fucker. At the end, in the same way that Oklahoma spelled out at the end yeah. of that song there. So, but obviously they take the, take the piss out of that. Was yeah. it, like, oh, what a beautiful morning. Yeah, exactly. oh, like I yeah, say, yeah. okay, fantastic. Yeah. I love, but this song is just absolutely, absolutely great. How it builds up and all, yeah. the, you introduce all the characters at the start. Yeah. Do you know what I I love? The, the thing I love about
1: South Park in general mm-hmm. is it will ridicule anyone. Anything, yeah. No one is safe. However there's always an underlying current of, oh, we'll take the piss out, out of you, but we actually quite like a lot of the things that you do. Mm, mm. And I think that all the songs in this in this movie is a, are perfect examples of that because y- you listen to it and it's like, okay, yeah, this is clearly a piss take of this musical or this style of musical. Yes, 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 but yes. But it's done so, so well mm. that it's not only a joke on it, it's... Definitely a homage. Oh well. yeah, yes. I yes, think yes. there's a lot of respect to the to the musical genre, genres on this. It's not just. I think you could watch this movie and just be like, Ha yeah, oh my god, the South fans are, are so
0: cool. Yeah. They're so cool oh, be, sorry, okay. they're so
1: cool because they don't like musicals and they, they take the piss out musicals and, and so. And I think that would be completely missing the point i think these guys
0: do like musicals oh they really do yeah they really i mean obviously we talked about les mis and you said la resistance and well, i mean it's, they wrote a musical on one day more yeah well the book of mormon and but uh, but yeah, I, you I think, think of so much not yet oh my god it's so oh, funny I know. It it don't, is, don't you, even don't you even will be, well what well, i think that might be the first episode we do of a, a live show oh, ooh, that yeah, could be if you get to go and see interesting but yeah i think there's
1: a a lot of respect Underlying respect For the art form Yes In all of these songs As well as The ridiculing jokes mm-hmm. Which I love And I think that's what Great satire is built on Is that respect
0: And the over the top So obviously we did The the Mountain Town Which is the The intro song Where yep. you introduced the characters Obviously everyone knows The characters But it's nice They all get a song And they're, they're singing yeah. Their way in And oh what a perfect I, I love it It's so funny And, and then it builds With the uh, They're going to see Terrence and Philip yeah, Because this movie's going to make our lives complete and Terrence, Phillip, Terrence and Philip are sweet, super sweet. That's yeah. why we live in a giant blue... I, I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, such yeah, a great... Yeah, yeah. And then it just builds with four tickets to the Terence and Philip movie, please. No. Yeah. And that's how the song stops. Yeah, and then Do- the movie kicks off. And then the movie starts. Fantastic. Amazing, amazing introduction. And then we get, uh, obviously, Uncle Fucker that we've talked about before, credited on the soundtrack as Terrence and Philip. It hasn't put anyone... They haven't put someone... It's, it's kind of like... Why would they credit themselves at anything? The ex- exactly. <laughs> but exactly. well, so boring. But they, but they are on the actual soundtrack, but if you look at just as Terrence and Philip, yeah. <laughs> they've just tried to distance themselves so much from that train wreck. And yeah. that's such a funny song as well. Yeah. The, the, the way that it builds up, that builds up. But I, I mean, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's probably... Um, I guess just the rudest, most offensive song in the world yeah. in a cartoon. Yeah. I, I love it. I, yeah. I, just, I, just love, I just love that part there. Moving on, the next one we have is obviously the boys are completely foul-mouthed from, from watching yeah. this movie. And we have the, the guidance counsellor singing the, it's easy, okay? And they go through the oh, list yeah. of... Which, so what is this taking the piss out of? Is it something, is it like, um, is it a Mary Poppins taking the piss out of, like making the list? Step one, da 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 da, bum lakis ma Step two, that's. Right, so I don't I don't have a definitive answer. No, but do you know what I mean? That. There's some, there's yeah. a musical that does something that 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 decidedly Mary
1: Poppinsy about it. Yes, because
0: they're kind of like, he's the guidance counselor, Mr. Mackey is kind the. It's is Mr. McKay. Not musically. Even, m- musically,
1: I'd say it was pretty far removed from that, but setting and do you know, what, yeah, do you know what I mean
0: absolutely I, I, I love I love those uh the first few songs and then we get into the uh the, the Oscar nominated it sounds weird to say it. Well, Os-
1: oh, no we're not on that oh, yeah, right. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh we can do that one now I don't give a shit. That one wasn't Oscar nominated was it? Way well, <laughs> no, no, no. I seriously Alex don't say that okay 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 good. okay. bitch well, <laughs> and
1: <okay. laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, so I, I, this was sung in an, in an older episode, but this is actually a, re, a reprise of an, a previous episode where they sang this song. Yeah. But I, I can't, for the life of me, track down what episode it was in. So, or maybe I dreamt I mean, there's it. There's so much stuff. There's fun. so much stuff. Maybe to, I, mean, it. I dreamt it. No. But basically, it could be cool in my arse. But this song is obviously the short little, short nippy sweet one. Count's mum is a bitch, which is just brilliant. Yeah. Like because. Everyone at some point has... Everyone at some point, okay, has a friend. I, I've got a friend. You and I both know a friend whose mum was asking was And everyone... And heart. I have no idea who you're talking about and I beg you to stop now. I'm going to write it on the board. No, don't. That, don't. That's horrible. As if they'll listen to this shit. But, but but i love it because it's that kind of thing of like everyone has i guess if you're younger everyone know everyone knows that situation of someone always has a go at someone else because they've got strict parents or they've got really overly strict parents and obviously it's just the the mum is just looking out for the child's best interest but there's cartman who's had no real parenting he's he's like got the loosest leash of any kid that you know and so in his eyes uh, Kyle's mum is, is an absolute ruling with an iron you know Absolutely. iron fist authority. But Can it's I tell, not can I tell you my favourite part of the song? <laughs> I know the film. I know it's the, the it's the end. It's
1: the end. It's the it's the end. And great musical theatre trope, which is fast song, right? Yes. And then you go half tempo at the end, and like so, it's like it's kind of like I think it's um, derivative of Chicago. Okay. Oh yeah. Where yeah, it's like yeah. big, big brass, yeah, big yeah, jazz yeah. dance. Do,
0: do, 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 do. And it'll help And,
1: if and you just sing exactly, along. like, you know, fast song, and then, like, just big, you know, jazz, jazz hands dance at the end. It's like, I really hate the cow's She's a big
0: fat <laughs> fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. she's standing right behind. Amazing, him. it is. It's just like a classic. show. It is so. And then cut to the next scene. He's got the Im- he's got the implant in his body. Yeah, <laughs> stop him! Swear, amazing. Yeah. And also the almost like another one is the over the top racism. Racism to a point where it's not even racism anymore. Where they go, kids around the world, sing it with me. And he does all the different cultures. Can you remember this? Oh, oh. But but it's, it's it's so racist. It's it's not again. Do you know what I mean? It's like curling. You've overshot. You're you're now no longer in play. It can't yeah. even be counted yes. because it's so but ridiculous. It's like, well, no one's that racist, therefore you
1: can't possibly it's, be it's racist. It's that
0: kind of... It's that... And, and I just... I, I love I love that. And, uh, it's so aware. My, they're so clever with that. Yeah. Um, then obviously we do have Blame Canada. But I didn't like Blame Canada as much. Yeah. That's the one that I think is a bit weird. And that's weird that it's weird that that was the nominated it, one. I think... Blame Canada
1: is the song that underpins the mashup halfway through the movie. You know the lame is. Oh no no, no it's not it, it's it's la résistance that underpins. Oh uh, no no la no, résistance no. la, la is the song that starts it. Okay. But I think it couldn't exist without Blame Canada. Okay, I see I what think, you're saying. I think the form of the song mm. hit what? like is built around Blame Canada. Okay. And what they did was they composed a different song for the beginning yes do you know what I mean yes 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 yeah. I
0: do I do know what you mean actually yeah no that, that's actually probably quite fair yeah I, uh, I the, the other one was what would Brian Boitana do who the is Brian Boitana I don't actually know I should have done know. some research and found out maybe, Ameri- maybe American some, so. someone American but for me personally I think he's a skater but that makes it funnier for me yeah because I because I have no point of reference a lot of people probably don't have any point of maybe, reference maybe maybe we'll, no, none of us were supposed to know. Who but Brian that's Botano the point. Was. That's because the they, I mean, they said it several
1: times before the song, and, when, and when in and other episodes. What? Well, let's think. What would Brian Botano do? And they go, "Yeah, what would Brian
0: Botano do?" Exactly. And they just. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna. Kind of, I think that's <laughs> the wrong. joke. It is just some it's just someone from history who's. But but that's why it's funny because you're not supposed to know who he is. It's, yeah. and, he, and you're supposed to go. You're supposed to have this conversation of. Who? Yeah. And I think that's the point of it. Why? But so exactly. I love that. No, I love it. I love pointless <laughs> yeah. things for pointless reasons. I think that's a really funny song. Yeah. I think that's a, I think a, that's a, re- a really, really good song. For Wendy, I'd be an activist too, because that's what Brian Turner would do. I, yeah. I, I, I just all the little lines and, and all this sort of stuff. I, yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. Uh, uh, speak, speaking of which, Stan on his quest to find the clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He throws up six times in this movie. Yes, six times. Yeah. It's, it's
1: so, the, so uh, listeners who've not seen this movie, those are two other nuggets of plot information for this movie. A mm-hmm. uh, little boy on a quest to find a clitoris, and he throws up six times. <laughs>
0: your job is to piece together the plot of this movie in the best way you can <laughs> um i've got some other fun facts i'll break, i'll circle back around to yeah, the yeah. end. but something else that i wanted to talk a little bit about was another song called the the next song up there which was sung by satan trey, yeah. trey parker playing the point of satan yeah. now the actually i don't think it was trey parker i don't know who does the voice of know. satan but basically this is the only song that actually doesn't have any swear words in it ironically Satan's song is the one that doesn't actually occur any yeah, yeah, but that's the point that's the point of it because obviously at the end of this movie you're kind of like ah, oh, Satan he's not such a bad guy he's not bad he's in an abusive relationship <laughs> <Calum>. <laughs> he, he is, is an abusive
1: <laughs> relationship from an evil
0: dictator from Saddam Hussein Calum. <laughs> I just love that though but like it comes back to the whole thing of it, it's, it can't be offensive because it's, it's too mental I love that that's, that's what it is that's exactly what yeah. it is and it, I just I, I love I love that <laughs> but he keeps getting the salami out from under the bed <laughs> not tonight I'm not in the mood Saddam so I love it um, okay, and then we and then the next song we get. So I feel like we're wrapping through these songs, but it's kind of like it, it, it's a very different style of film to uh, Dunker the way Is <laughs> it? Is it? <laughs> you can't really dissect the movies. I but was on the
1: bus over here, really trying to get some similarities. <laughs> really <laughs> trying yeah. to. Pull they never, threads. they
0: never have been two two different movies than, than this evening. The I movie. think Chris Nolan took a lot of inspiration from uh, South Park: Bigger, Longer, Uncut. <laughs> Um, I've got a funny point actually. we back to the Brian Boitano. So basically, Trey Parker and Matt Stone did not need to get Brian Boitano's permission to use his name uh, and likeness for the song What Would Brian Boitano Do? A few years later, Boitano did need to get and receive Parker and Stone's permission to use the phrase on a t shirt that he sold for charity. No way. Really? Yeah. I'm sure they gave it to him though. I d- I d- I'm sure they would. I'm they. sure they they're, gave uh, it to him. They are. If they're. They're nothing else. They're masters of anarchy, but they're fair masters yeah, of anarchy. The, the, two of them, the two of them are very, very. Have you ever seen these two in interviews? No. They're like they're like ten-year-old boys. They can't when they're at like an award ceremony. I mean, they, that just, they can't stand me. still. I, I have seen South Park. They're just like they've got like ADD r- rushing through their veins. It seems. I don't. Know, I'm not a doctor, but like it looks like it. they're really? just kind of like, <laughs> exactly. I don't give a shit. But that that's kind of like what they're. It's really really crazy to watch them. But it's yeah. funny. I can I can see them doing something like this. So, La resistance. We've touched yeah. on it a couple of times. Um So basically, my. Trey Parker has stated that he's a huge fan of the musical Les Mis. Uh, the song La Resistance is based on Les Rabble's song One Day More. Yeah. Which is the ending for the first act of, of that musical. Yeah. So the ending song of Uncle Fucker is sung by is sung by Terence and Philip in the movie yeah. within within the movie, um, and it mimics the fa- famous type. Oh, sorry, that was a different that was a different point I was making. For, right. I'm, I'm rereading my fucking notes again, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but basically, one day more is what it is what it takes. Yeah, uh, yeah. inspiration. A from. really a really clever song,
1: like in the context of Les Mis, you know, something that's quite unique. <laughs> And definitely the best, most well-executed example of it of you're, you're seeing various characters in their own little scenes mm. on the eve of something cataclysmic, a battle. Yes, all singing their individual songs at the same time in canon and having it all make musical sense. And you think, well, you, didn't, you guys didn't just compose some songs. You knew that at some point, you you wanted to have these characters all sing their own personal songs at the same time and have it come together in one, one song in its own right. And, it, and, and you composed each individual one with that intent in mind. Yeah. That's
0: a hard thing to yeah. achieve. Do you, do you know what this is like? Have you seen the movie The Other Guys? Have you Have seen them film the other guys? No. So basically there's a scene in that where Mark Wahlberg, who's like, he's been dumped by his girlfriend, but he, uh, his girlfriend's a professional ballet dancer. Yeah. And he's really bitter and twisted about it because she has more time for ballet than, than, uh, than, than him. Yeah. And he goes up to the dance studio and tries to get her back and stuff. And then he goes, what is this? It's just prancing around. It's pathetic. It's stupid. And then just to, to show how stupid it is, he's, he does ballet dancing in his boots. He must look absolutely... But that's the joke of it. it goes, but it looks really, really good, and they all go, Wow, that was really quite good. How did you learn that? It's not important <laughs> but, it's kind, of like, but it, it's kind of like By by, and back to your point of people who go, oh the, these guys from South Park don't like musicals. We like that, but it's like they're taking the piss out of it, but they're doing it so masterfully it's like wow wow, you yeah you, you it's you, clever you just They're the bar. there they there is skill there, it, and there's respect. Because you have the kind of, all, you know, one day more to revolution. We will. and then you've got the uh, the tomorrow night. Da, 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 da. Yeah, exactly. it, it, it's just perfect, and because it, it's yeah. all leading. Because obviously it is one day more, and it's leading. Because yeah. and I, I, as well the whole the timeline of the whole thing. Because the next act takes place, unlike the first act, which probably takes place over a couple of weeks. The second act. I think everything all the meat happens in that one day yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. it it leads up to that one day of the of the war yeah. and uh, and then they have the reprise for that at the end um the American Canadians are friends again yeah. which is the reprise for Mountain Song yeah. uh, at the same which kind of references prologues is it. and epilogues bookending it is, musicals it's just amazing it's just yeah. amazing um, some other fun fa- or some other some songs that we want to go through obviously I don't want to go into too much of them there's some very very funny So I like the I Can Change again like reference in the soundtrack not by Matt Stone or Tree Parker but Saddam Hussein so Saddam Hussein's featured on this and I like the idea that remember good old fashioned iTunes when you put a a, a CD onto it and it recognised the artist so let's say you had a compilation album where it's a series of artists and then you have that one of the artists on that compilation album's other solo album and so you can and iTunes links it together I like in the the back of my head to think that when you put this CD onto iTunes it recognised Saddam Hussein and so when you click through your artists if you were like borrowing someone's iPod you would be like oh what We've got here we've got shakira we've got this yeah so fan steven oh Saddam Hussein yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean Like I would just love to see That, yeah. that, that situation there well, so um, When does Saddam Hussein Come after Shakira Oh I don't know Oh yeah So it's CA Yeah Well I'm obviously dyslexic I've look. It, it's on the board I've put Mordim On the board It's still there Mocking me from the side I don't need two of you
1: Yeah but I don't Fox. get I, See I, I don't get that many Opportunities to ridicule you So I take them
0: when I can <laughs> I'm Sick of it Honestly <laughs> Final warning <laughs> Um, But yeah, I I don't want to go too much more about it, so I feel like I've talked about this nonsense movie quite a lot. Um, I'm going to give you some fun facts though, just to round it all out. So basically, in the Guinness World Records 2001, this film was said to have the most profanity used in an animated film. So the book cited a total of 399 swear words, including 146 uses of the word fuck, along with 199 offensive gestures, 221 acts of violence. Fabulous. (laughs) Now... Isn't this
1: movie only a 15?
0: Yes, uh, that's a really, really great segue because why do you think the number 399 is important? What's the um, number 399 just before? Tell me 400 is the threshold for being an 18. <laughs> Absolutely. Is it? Absolutely. Oh, yes. South Park, Bigger, Longer and Uncut, intentionally went up to using 399 swear words because the, the, M, the MPAA would have given the film an NC-17 rating if at least 400 swear words were used in the film. Their cutoff is 400. 400. But it, it, it's just like... These guys are these guys are evil geniuses. Yeah. They're in every sense of the word. Geniuses. Like I love that. I like to, ima-
1: I like, I like to imagine them furiously typing on their computers writing their script, but like with middle fingers going Fact up checking. at the man
0: going, oh, amazing. What I'm get? Amazing. <laughs> like like and, and actually they must have they must have went through the script with their lawyers, probably. Yeah. With a fine to I like the idea that they're paying a lawyer by the hour to go through their script and tell them that yes, you have met. 399 fucks and no less I love that I just I, it, it's, I've, shit like that just makes me laugh that so much that must have much. been a recap <laughs> <That's, that's laughs> exactly that's the point I'm making they must have paid this lawyer to do a couple yeah, of yeah. Re- I love that um, and I've got uh, uh, two other fun little facts for you Go famous on. musicians that appear in this obviously there's some famous cameos like George Clooney's in this for example yeah. he's the surgeon that can't revive Kenny and he goes yeah, yeah, up to yeah, heaven yeah. But what song is played when Kenny actually goes up to heaven, realises he's in the wrong place and goes down to hell, is a song just called Hell Isn't Good. And the song Hell Isn't Good is not on the official soundtrack, but it is sung by a famous musician. Can you remember this song? Little boy, you're going to hell. It's a really like hard rock, almost metal anthem. Yeah. Who is singing? A very famous metal musician from a famous metal band that you know and love. You can do this. Look at him. This is it. Come on. James Hetfield. He's bloody done it! He's bloody, bloody done it! Look at him. He's got his, Look at his wee face. He's so happy with himself. I am really happy with <laughs> there that. There you go. James Hetfield. Yeah. Hand on heart. I did not cheat. No. Nope. I did not look it up. He's only gone and won the car, everyone. Yeah. Now, would you like to... I almost said Dave Grohl. Now, yeah, well, Dave Grohl is a different Satan from a different yeah, movie. But that's because that, of Tenacious D. Look at that. I like that. Okay, so are you? do you want me to give you one more question? Are you going to go for I the like gamble? I Are you going to go for the gamble? Okay, yeah. so here you are. So during the scenes where South Park residents are burning everything Canadian, the soldiers in the background are named Wright, Floyd and Mason... Referencing what band members and from what band? Wright, Floyd, and Mason. Oh, it's a tough one, this one. Canadian band. No, it's not Canadian band. So I'll give you a clue Mason, it's not Nick Mason from a podcast that we like to listen to, (laughs) but it's the other Nick Mason. Oh, oh, you're gonna lose the car. You're gonna lose it. <laughs> with some clever editing, I could make you sound really, really good at this. Yeah. <laughs> do you want me to.? Do you want no, no, no. In? Oh <laughs> nah, nah, nah. in the background, I'm gonna leave that with you, okay? Specs flash. Yeah! I'm so proud of you. Yes! I'm so proud of when you. Winner, When, when there's the chicken dinner. <laughs> Absolutely. It's it's Pink Floyd, it's pink obviously. So, because the, the guys are huge fans of them, as everyone else is in the yeah. world. Because they're incredible. Yeah. But that is my... Scientifically. Re- Scientifically <laughs> incredible. But that is my report on South Park, bigger, longer and uncut. A+. Plus thank you thank you i like that i think it's because mm-hmm. you got your your quizzes right if you didn't get your oh, quizzes right well happy i did that nice <laughs> usually at this stage of the
1: podcast i'm like oh can you just let me go to bed now, <laughs> but now i'm like
0: oh yeah uh, let's go out know. to the pub if i uh, wasn't <laughs> if we weren't if <laughs> we we're, <if laughs> we're, <closed. laughs> we're, <if> were allowed <laughs> um okay so thumbs up what are we thinking what are you thinking for this one look at him look at him because he knows it's two I thumbs it, up I know it's two right so whilst you're thinking of that I've got a fun no it's two, fact it, is is two, it, is it, two it is two it is two, two. I've it got a two. fun fact for this movie in particular so this is this is a kind of this is a weird personal flex of mine yeah. but basically the organisation I'm part of decided that they want to do a, a charity event where they swat. have I told you this story Swim the Channel
1: oh yeah have I told you this it.
0: story so basically it was a Swim the Channel event where they were going to do a tag team where everyone sort of Swam the channel as a team. Yeah. And, uh, to be clear, you've not done this yet. No, I've not done that. Right, I, didn't okay. do, I didn't do this. No, because basically uh, the team consisted of nine people and it was going to be seven people that were supposed to do it. And fortunately um, for my body, I was number eight. But um, as part of the training for this, you had to qualify. And the qualifying was driving to a reservoir yeah. and swimming around a 750 meter course um, for as, as many times as you could for two hours and I mean, that seems like a fair test. It's. It was a pretty fair. It was a pretty fair test. I remember. So, uh, as a bit of background for this, like I, for some reason, I was thrown in in the water almost the day I was born. My parents were very, very big on me learning to swim and stuff. And so naturally, I've harbored resentment for swimming ever since. But I've no, always kind of. It, been, it was in a swimming pool. It was. Th- this wasn't. This was in a reservoir. This was in an outdoor. No, no, reservoir. No, I'm saying
1: you were thrown into a swimming pool. Oh no no no! Not like the sea.
0: No no no! Straight off a cliff. Right. literally hit a couple that's of secret. rocks on the way down. Amazing. <laughs> Everything's kind of coming together now, isn't it? Yeah, that's where <laughs> <of> the <laughs> came from. <laughs> but basically, I was really, really worried that not that I would get too tired because if I got tired, I would just slow down and whatever, and just do yeah. my own pace. But I would get bored because two hours of just listening to rushing water going past you is is horrible. So the two, I I basically watched two musicals, twice, so four musicals, two of the same in preparation to do this was my preparation to swim for two hours it right. wasn't to actually do any training because I was so worried that I would be bored in my head so I basically in my head memorised the sequence and order of this musical and Les Mis and sung them to myself as I was going around so that I could in some way keep a track of um, the time and how long I've been doing it and stuff right. like that literally this musical kept me sane as I was swimming around a reservoir a freezing cold reservoir
1: I've, I've thought about this before. You couldn't have done that... You you would always think that at, like, double speed of the movie. Your <laughs> brain would always go faster, like, through scenes. Well, like, so I
0: did I did think this. I did think this, and I was conscious to try and slow it down and actually listen to it at the tempo in my head. But this yeah. was a kind of, like, a mental... Like, I guess I'm sort of mental... Um, exercise that I was yeah. trying to do just to stave off the boredom of this m- m- mindless exercise yeah. that I didn't even qualify for. But it, it was it was it was really funny. anyway so that's my fun fact about that's, this. That's quite this, fun, this, fact. This musical Thank you for fun fact. Point. Thank them. Fun fact. Well done. Fun <laughs> facts. <laughs> Forward? Yeah, forward? Moving forward, excellent. Moving forward. Uh, we're not going to the cinema. No, we're not going <laughs> to the cinema, Alex. So basically, I wanted to take this uh, opportunity to talk a little bit about films that have been delayed and basically, I, I want to uh, talk a little bit about the fact that last week I said that, uh, oh, don't worry about it. No Time to Die is going to be the only film that uh, basically is going to be delayed by the coronavirus. And how wrong I was. Because every film
1: has been delayed by the coronavirus, as it would seem.
0: Every single film. Apart from Bloodshot. Maybe we should go see Bloodshot. Yeah, exactly, 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 exactly. Okay, so on the list, first up we have A Quiet Place Part 2, Arguably one of the more apt uh, films, but then you to be delayed, that wouldn't cause mass hysteria. Yeah. Um, John Krakinski famously put out a tweet from his uh, Twitter saying that the reason that they wanted to do this obviously was because of, of what was going on. He didn't directly yeah. reference it, but he also said something that this is this is a film that he genuinely feels that the fans should experience in the cinema. Did you see The Quiet Place, the first one? No, I didn't. You didn't. Okay, so I mean. I'm not a fan of horror movies. No, it's really unique experience yeah. because that was the one movie where you couldn't get away with quietly opening your packet of crisps, thinking you're being really subtle, but everyone can actually hear you because obviously it is a very silent movie. Yeah. yeah. You can't do the old trick that everyone else does and wait for a, a, a loud action sequence for you to start right. eating your food. And it's stuff. not like Endgame where you
1: could just you could just shove your fist. Yeah, you like could just t- <laughs> chuck it at some twat <laughs> in the first, in the first <laughs> row.
0: <laughs> and Jalego. <laughs> scream, scream loud. That was a loud film. I so love that. fun. I love... I, oh, so I want that again. That, I know, I we'll never that get again. that. We'll have that when we're okay. all allowed out. Yeah. When we're, we're allowed to eventually go to the cinema to see the next one on this list, which is Mulan. Yes. <laughs> Mulan has also been delayed. I sent uh, you know, a, a message this week, obviously. What was the message about pertaining well, to Mulan? Just, just have a look at all the one-star reviews on IMDb from users. <laughs> the one-stars, because obviously this film... Famously, has got behind the the controversial events that are happening, what that were taking place in Hong Kong, a couple of months ago with the riots. Around the lead actress made private comments. That's right. That's right.
1: About coming in support of the Hong Hong Kong police. police, Exactly. Exactly. I'll be honest. (laughs) What what does that what what does that have to do with the quality of a movie? Exactly,
0: but everyone just jumps behind it because I... they hate they hate it because of what it stands for. Um, so yeah, so Milan is another one. So the I origin- prefer not
1: to take a stance on anything. <laughs> exactly. oh, sorry, I forgot <laughs> to say.
0: So the original release date of no uh, of um of A Quiet Place Two was supposed to be nineteenth of March. Uh which is tomorrow <laughs> when we're Amazing. recording this. Uh and twenty-seventh uh, of March for Milan. Um there's been a little bit of talk about maybe some of these films might be released early on streaming services at the moment. Uh, uh, I think Disney ones could. Disney Disney, so definitely Milan probably falls into that category. Yeah. Um there's a few others on here. Uh so we have Peter Rabbit 2. I mean, fine, I guess. Like that was supposed to be re- released 7th of March. Uh it's been put forward to the seventh of August. Right. So um I guess um, I don't, know. I don't know who's, I don't know who's disappointed for that. I think James Corden's probably the only one disappointed for that one. Do you know? Did you see the first one, the first Peter? Uh, I Rabbit? didn't see it. You didn't uh-huh. see it. It was okay. Did you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's competing against Paddington Bear, which was apparently amazing. so good. Exactly. It's too good. Is, is it really? Is oh, it? it is too good. have oh, okay. I mean, you, you not seen it. No, I need to watch, watch it. Watch both okay. of them. Oh, they nice. Are exceptional movies. Oh, lovely. Beautifully made. Where, here's a fun. Here's another quiz another one you can gamble this one yeah. what country is Paddington Bear from Peru. oh he's only gone and bloody won the boat yeah. he's done everything <laughs> uh, next on the list we have the Australian Dream uh, I don't quite know what this one is about I believe it was a documentary uh, for footballer Adam Goods. Uh, yeah. basically they fought back the racist abuse hurling at him in 2013 uh, but that one has not been have a new release date uh, God, there's a lot of other films this. The Painted Bird which is another acclaimed Look, black and white I mean, it's movie it's pretty much everything, right? it's, it's pretty and, much my everything. Question,
1: and my question is
0: I've got what, a list Alex I've them, made a list <laughs> yeah, but
1: my question is what about the movies that were coming out at those times?
0: Well, that's that, it. that's a really great point you make. Yeah, so I think I mean, are there going to be? It's just I, everything being pushed back. I think I think they will I have mean, to because because studios decide. Be the same studios. This studios decide on a time. So obviously, there's there's films slated to be released at the end of the year, Disney yeah. movies, etc. But by these being delayed now, they cut into that time. I see. What, I see the point you're making. Yeah. and so I think. Really, they'll just have to try and spread things out a little bit further. Yeah. I and mean, the attention. You know, they're,
1: they're, there's only really a handful of big studios that are making these films anyway. Mm. You know, and they, they'll they'll all I think they'll all just push push their individual
0: slates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, the one that has definitely pushed the slate was obviously No Time to Die. We talked about it's yep. the 12th of November. I think I yep. said the wrong 25th last week, but it's the 12th when that's being uh, delayed. Oh, so it's the US releases the 25th. That's oh, really right, all. okay. I'm glad um, I didn't put that in my diary today. <laughs> Jesus
1: exactly,
0: we're, we're nothing November. We're nothing but
1: correct. Up. <laughs> exactly. I know November is falling out when I, I really
0: needed to know the correct date. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next on the list we have New Mutants. Obviously we talked about that last week. That poor movie. The film that will never oh, see the light of day. Uh, that movie. That's a different one. Do altogether. you know
1: what? I think. I think they would be fools if they didn't turn that into a marketing scheme.
0: Mm, mm Yes, And yes, just yes. literally
1: come on and just be like, guys,
0: at this point, aren't you curious to see this movie? The film that could be great. It could be. The new trailer was really good. I like the trailer. You know, the trailers would be fine. Yeah, they'd be all fine. Oh, the they do that games. trope, that's the easy horror trope where they want to show a face against a wall. They put like a rubber latex wall and you push a face up to it and so it looks like a trapped soul is hidden in the building. Like that's, a real, a, it's, that's a trope, isn't it? It's a, it's a horror movie trope that happens quite oh, a lot. And they, well, I don't watch horror movies. They basically, so. they basically rely on mean? that, so I thought it was a bit <laughs> lazy. Okay, so some of the big, big swings and, and uh, big swingers coming up here. Black Widow. Now, I famously, in last week's episode, said it probably wouldn't be delayed. Has been delayed. And there's no mm-hmm. new release date. So that was supposed to be 1st of May. Yeah. So that's still quite far away. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's still over a, over a month and a half away, which yes. is terrifying I, when you think about it. I mean, it. I would
1: so love all this to be over by May, but yeah. Definitely
0: not. So obviously Black Widow, the first of the MCU movies that's going to be affected by this. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be uh, the uh, Eternals will be also hit with this one. I believe the release date for that is the sort of fall winter time. Yeah. Um, autumn It's Autumn Autumn sorry Sorry. Autumn thanks for correcting me and looking at me in disgust Spending too much time on
1: Americans
0: and Speaking of Americans Fast and Furious 9 uh, original release date was the 22nd of May Now that one I am truly good Exactly <laughs> That one I am truly I'm I'm good to and I couldn't give a shit Oh it's yes. so good uh, But the new release date for this one you'll be surprised to hear is actually April 2021 So that one's been released not by a couple of months but that one's been pushed out by a whole, whole year yeah, Exactly Exactly that's tragic Um, and naturally as as I'm sure you can imagine there's been releases even just till today that BBC are hosting uh, pauses on a lot of their current productions Um, current production TV shows EastEnders and the like Doctor Who so almost everything
1: I am 100% applauding the BBC for this they're going they're going ham on the public service aspect of their organisation and I think that's fantastic yeah yeah so, yeah control. i think everyone's
0: taking this seriously but i guess just to, to to bring it to bring it back around there um no one's going to listen to this podcast for public service advice we're the lowest of the low in the room bit. so all we're going to say is uh uh, just do what everyone else says do what all the governments say that's, yeah. all, that's all the advice we're going to give <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever they said we've got the sloping shoulders over here as if we've yeah. got any point of responsibility uh, you don't
1: know any better so do as you <laughs> told. exactly <laughs>
0: it's, absolutely and stop buying fucking toilet roll yeah. so you don't need that much the shops are still going to be open that yeah. it, it really annoys me people who are panic buying right now right, just for streets right. and obviously as everyone else does it's, it's ludicrous it's, I used to say I used to say look how if you want to know how stupid the human race is drive on the motorway now it's if you want to know how stupid the human race is go into your local shop and try and buy some toilet roll yeah it's it, it drives me up the fucking wall it really does it's mental yeah. italy italy are in full quarantine have been for over 10 days now everywhere's still open yeah or by the time this releases, we hope that's still the yeah. case. <laughs> no, you're, <laughs> absolutely, you're absolutely right, and I
1: feel I feel exactly the same. But you know, we can take solace in the fact that us two are superior human beings than <laughs> these cretins. Yeah, exactly, we're better
0: people than them, uh, uh, so we don't know have yeah, to. <laughs>
1: Uh, end the podcast fantastic how do, how do
0: we end this podcast how do we do that? Well, usually say we usually say that we're better people than everyone else yeah, exactly. <laughs> we usually finish that we sing our national anthem in our little self-isolation country that we live in absolutely and then we, and uh, we go over there okay guys. what do they need to do
1: right what you need to do is you need to go on to Apple Podcasts and you need to give us a five star uh, rating rating and a review yes if you absolutely you so wish and if you do not want to leave us a review at least write in what your favourite movie is, what your your favourite movie score is, Mm -hmm. because we'd love to hear from you.
0: And if you don't like anything that we're doing, um, what you do is, rather than writing on the app, go away, write it down on a a pen and paper, write it down, write the reason why you didn't like this podcast out, fold it in half, and just go to any bin, anywhere, anywhere anywhere you see any sort of recycling place, maybe a canal or something like that. And just pop it in there, it'll get to us. Yeah. Don't worry, don't, don't you worry, it will reach us will. And, we'll, and we'll take that constructive criticism don't, don't on the mind. Don't mind how. Don't mind how, exactly. Uh, any threats this week if they don't heed your advice? Just the usual, you'll no, appear in their house? No, no, no. No, you'll let them no. off? I'll, 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 let, I'll, I'll let the threats go this week. I'll you, say something inappropriate. But you're still hiding under people's beds, aren't you? Yeah. And Yeah, you're still doing... That's yeah, that's still going ahead, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You get a lot of success with that? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, well, more, more mm. on that next week. <laughs> I like, make it a segment uh, also if you want to contact the show we have the email which is motionspod at gmail.com yes it is and yeah I, I think just that's everything from us Alex well that's everything else? from me everything from you Yes. Yeah. Nice. Uh, any more anagrams from the word Nimrod anything else because has been in front of you the, th- the, the whole thing
1: I, I still think it says I am Lord Voldemort
0: oh that's okay <laughs> I'm thinking something from the D dromed uh, D- D- dromed <laughs> Dromed. It. it. How me. many d's are there in Emerald? Drone oh, <laughs> Right. Oh, no, you're yeah. done. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> okay. Uh, goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Ta-ta. <laughs>